Do keep Pastor in prayer as he is sick today. Um, keep My wife is also out sick, if you're wondering where she is. And so um, I know there's probably some other people who are also out sick. Just keep them in prayer as, as we consider them and miss them and as they're joining us by way of live stream. We're going to begin reading in Psalm 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Seek, cease from anger, and forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as, as we consider this passage in Psalm 37 about waiting on you, I pray you would help us to be willing to do that. I pray that you would encourage our hearts to wait. I pray that you would use your word tonight. Use me as the preacher, but above that, use your word in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Waiting is not something we like to do. We don't like to wait too long at restaurants before we sit down. We don't like to wait more than two days for our Amazon package to arrive. We don't want to wait for our food to be prepared. We don't want to wait on, in traffic. We do not like to wait. We have become used to instant gratification where anything you want is at your fingertips at all times. You're bored, you can watch a movie. You want to hang out with friends? you can send a text and plan something instantly. We are not used to waiting. But waiting on the Lord is something that every Christian is going to do. And it's something we are all going to spend a lot of time doing. Wait on the Lord. Tonight's message is entitled, While You Wait. While You Wait. Waiting on God and for God is a fact of our walk with Him. God is not in a hurry. That's why it's called a walk with God and not a run with Him. God is not in a hurry. There are many examples of this in Scripture. David, who is the author of this psalm, David spent many years of his life waiting to be king. David was anointed as a boy. He knew he would be king, but he did not become king until he was 30 years old. And it was not an easy time while he waited. David spent some of that time being a shepherd, some of that time 
literally on the run from King Saul, hiding in caves. It was not an easy thing to do. The children of Israel spent a lot of time waiting in the wilderness, 40 years, in fact, before God took them into the promised land. Joseph waited years in prison for a crime that he did not commit before God used him to save the world. And Jesus spent 30 years on this earth before he began to preach. Waiting is something that God expects us to do. If you are going to follow God, then you are going to have to wait on him. Tonight's message is going to be short. I told uh, Mr. Brian right before we started, I've got two points right from this text. Don't say amen too loud there, BJ. Waiting on God does not mean we do nothing while we pass the time. Waiting on God is an active and frequent part of the Christian life. So the question for you tonight, are you waiting on God or are you wasting time until God does something? There's a big difference. Are you waiting on God or are you wasting time until he does something? There are two steps to waiting on the Lord. Just two in this text. Look with me. We'll start. We'll read verse one, but our first point is found in verse four. We'll read the verses again. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't get concerned with the prosperity of those who are doing evil. It is not our responsibility to get upset when people who are doing the wrong thing have good things happen to them. David lived that. David was, David was supposed to be king. He was anointed to be king, and he had to wait while an evil king ruled and tried to kill him. That's not, our focus should never be on those who do evil as we wait. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We need to define some terms here. Because if you have the wrong understanding of what these words mean, you're going to come out of here with a wrong application. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. If you read that as, Be happy in God, and he will give you what you ask for, you've got it wrong. That's not what it's saying. Verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto, the, unto him, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. If you read that as, Commit, dig in, plow ahead, work hard, and God is going to make whatever you do prosper, that's not what it's saying. You've misapplied what the Bible says here. Let's carefully give, explain some few words, and then we'll give our two points. This word delight in verse 4 it literally means to be soft or pliable. Delight here means to submit. It means to be like a ball of clay, willing to be made into whatever the master has for you. It means to be submitted to him. It means to be 
soft. So delight thyself. Be submitted. Submit yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. This word desires is not just talking about what you want. It literally means what you ask for. What is it called when we ask God for things? Praying. Where are my kids' own kids? They would have got that. When we ask God, it's called praying, right? We, so what this is saying is when you are submissive, when you are soft and pliable, when you are willing to be clay in God's hands, he answers your prayers. Do you want your prayers answered? I sure hope so. Be soft or pliable. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Number one, submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants. While you wait, submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants. You may find yourself in a time of life where you are very busy, where even taking time to read your Bible or taking time to pray is difficult. You may, be, you may find yourself uh, in a time, maybe you're here and you're uh, a young person trying to figure out where God wants you to go to college. Maybe you are here and you're not sure if God wants you to change your career. Maybe you're here and you're waiting on God to give you an answer for something that is important. Waiting on God, we don't wait on God because our needs are not important. We wait on God because the one who answers them is important. Submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants. If God's plan for you is the opposite of what your plan is, are you willing to do it? If you're soft and pliable, if you delight yourself, you will. I fully believe that it's God's will for me to be here as a children's pastor of Sonoma Baptist Church. I believe someday God wants me to be a pastor, to be a church planter. But it would be silly of me to say, God, if I can't plant a church someday, I'm not going to follow you. Even as I have this desire in my heart of what I believe God wants me to do, I still must be willing to submit it to him. If God says, no, I don't want you to do that, I must be willing to do what he wants above what I want. Number one, submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants. Now read with me in verse five. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, <clears throat> and he shall bring it to pass. Commit, this is a beautiful word picture. Commit is this, um, it means to let go, but it literally means to roll off. So imagine you've got a big log at the top of a huge hill. What the word picture here is, is you don't have to carry the log. All you have to do is push it and let it roll. So commit thy way unto him. Commit your desires for your life unto him. Let them go. Put them fully out of your control. Because as long as you are trying to control God's will for your life, you will be unable to hear what his will is. 
let it go. Number two, let go of your expectations and plans. Let go of your expectations and plans. Waiting on the Lord is not something that is complicated, but it is something that is difficult. Waiting on the Lord does not mean you sit on your hands until God does something big. Waiting on the Lord means you are being obedient to Him the entire time. You may be in a busy time of life or a boring time of life. We must all learn to wait. We like to know how long the wait will be. But God just wants us to know Him and be known by Him. Waiting times may be uncomfortable for us. They may uh, lead us to worry. But as you wait, you must push yourself. You must focus not on your circumstances, not on the difficulties, but on God and what He has for you. Let's read in verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Jump with me to verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Number one, submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants. Number two, let go of your expectations and plans. Really, Pastor Gil? That's what it says. I, it, it's It's simple. When you, when you take a look back at it and you read this, these verses for what they say, God does not make it complicated. But it's difficult for us to let God be in charge and not ourselves. David waited on God, and he learned to remain a man after God's own heart, even while the king desired to kill him. David spent years in caves and on the run. But his walk with God improved. He learned to depend on God in a way he hadn't before. The children of Israel, they waited on God. Moses, as he led them, he waited on God. Moses didn't even get to go to the promised land. But Moses learned how to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Moses learned that the promised land was not what was important. It was the the right walk with God. It was the relationship with God that he really needed. And while he was waiting for God to do a big miracle, the big miracle was God's work in his life. Joseph waited on God, spent years locked up for committing no crime. He did nothing wrong. He was sold into slavery for He did nothing to deserve it. And at the end, he learned to wait on God, to trust in God, and God made him one of the most powerful leaders in the world. And God used him to save the world. Jesus waited on God, 
And God accomplished the atoning work of the cross through him. Waiting on God is not easy, but it is simple. Waiting on God is not something where you do nothing until God does something. It is a time where you can devote yourself to him in a way you have not before. So, our application is right there in verse 4 and 5. Let's read them again. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Submit to God and be willing to do whatever he wants, and let go of your expectations and plans. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed as the instrumentalists come. I told you we'd be quick.